you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. Cut To It. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. Hey, what's going on, Cut to It fans? Uh, we have a special. Uh, podcast just wanted to take the opportunity uh chris weidman uh is is on here uh then also uh backstage joe you know you got g still in the building as usual and then we got a special guest uh my daughter bailey uh snitching and telling all the stories of uh of of mm, her being uh my, my my only daughter um but take an opportunity to talk to chris using the ufc and also just his perspective on the, um, you got the NFL Combine coming up. Um, and there's a lot of things about the Combine that's good. There's some question marks. Um, just like anything else, if you're saying, hey, question mark, what do you mean question mark? Just trying to figure out how much of the Combine is really usable, tangible. We'll see. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. And I also enjoy this little conversation with my daughter as well. Yeah. This, so this yeah. is going to be fun. G, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about you? We have a guest in the house. <laughs> Let me introduce her. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye. Hear ye. I got my daughter, a.k.a. Bailey Jordan, a.k.a. BJ, a.k.a. Bay Hota. So how you doing, B? Good. What's going on? Nothing much. You you come on to snitch on pops? I don't know what there's to snitch about you yeah. on. <laughs> Good. All right. How is it being my child? It really depends on the day. Yeah. Do tell. Um, some days are great. Some days, uh, well, it's different now since I don't live at home. But when I did live at home, I feel like it would be a little tiptoeing sometimes. But overall, I mean, it's good. Tiptoeing. Go, go, go into detail on this tiptoeing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm very open on this because this is it's a great, it's a unique, uh, I think sometimes one-sided perspective, but it's a, it's a good perspective. Because okay, well, okay, from a father, yeah, I'm a dad. dad yeah. Yeah. The, the, She's a child. The cereal thing is a really good example. Yeah. So uh, we used to live in this house and we had a, like a home theater. And how old was I? Like eight or nine maybe? Or was I younger? Eh, probably. Probably seven, eight, nine. Okay, so it was it was probably like a Sunday. I think my mom was out of town. I don't know where she was, but we were getting ready to watch Miss Doubtfire. Oh, and I was like classic movie. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, can I go get some cereal? And okay, but give the backstory on why you had to ask to bring food in. So she's a spiller now. <laughs> yeah, I spill. But and and when I, and when I bring stuff in places that aren't the kitchen, I don't bring them back down. So, like, he would come up in my room when I was in high school and be like, BJ, you need to bring these cups downstairs. <laughs> okay, hold on. Since we talented, since we snitching, right? Since this I was is, about to say, on. but I would, have like, I would have, like, five cups on my nightstand. Girl, don't make me pop you. How many cups <laughs> did we find in your vehicle 
of from like we have, you know, being a sports guy, you know, you get free stuff all the time. Yeah. You get bottles, right? You get a a water bottle from Under Armour, a water bottle from Reebok, a water bottle from here. Everybody want to throw a water, water bottle for the foundation. Everything. Okay, okay. But before you say this, let me preface. I am yeah. not a hoarder. No, you're not a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> no one accused that. <laughs> I just want to say, because <laughs> there were 17 water bottles in my car. <laughs> 17, bro. I'm not a hoarder, but it just happened that it was all 17 water bottles. In her car. That's crazy. Some of them still had liquid in them. <laughs> yeah, because I'll like bring one to school, leave it in my car, and then the next day get a new one, and then I just never brought any in. Okay. So continue with this. Uh... Okay. So I was like, Dad, can I bring some cereal while we watch the movie? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. So Before that, you got to understand, you know, I'm a snack guy. I'm a snack connoisseur, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I like some snacks, especially when you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Now, this, we had this theater room was over one of the garages. So it was a two-car two garage. So it was, it, was it, was, big. it was a big theater room, mm-hmm. right? Mistake in, in building a house, but it was a theater room with steps, motorized. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I had to walk up the stairs to get back there. So, like, yeah. imagine an eight-year-old so trying to... Oh, don't even try. Don't be victim now. Yeah. I'm just saying it's... It. <laughs> she said... Hey, she, no, I'm saying I see I'm, where you're coming okay. from. Like, so, yeah. so, okay, cool. So, she goes downstairs, comes upstairs with the cereal. So, I bring a bowl of cereal up there. I'm walking in, about to go get comfortable. He stops me before mm-hmm. I go down the stairs to get in my seat. Mm-hmm. He goes, I said something about cereal. I say nothing about no milk. We were all like... How are you going to eat cereal without milk? Hey, I'm with him on that, though. <laughs> he wanted, <laughs> he wanted the dry it's, cereal. It's a mess with the kids with the milk. They're not allowed to go anywhere with the milk and the cereal. <laughs> if they just have the cereal, we could talk. But if they have the milk in the bowl with the cereal, they're staying on, the ki- they're staying on that kitchen table. Why, Christopher? Because the milk goes, the milk, first of all, if you, if you have a problem with keeping your containers in areas for a long period of time, and if it has milk in it, that's going to that's gonna stink. Yeah. That's going to be nasty. Mm. So you can't have you know old milk containers you know hanging can't out really in your room for too long. About that. See, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not judging you. I've done. It I've sounds done worse. like it. No, I'm not judging you. I'm just. I'm just. I'm with him as a father. I'm on the father's <laughs> okay. side right now. As okay. a child, I've been there, but as a father, no. Nope. Okay. You know what's yeah. the worst thing finding? Fruit and milk, or, or anything that has milk inside of it. Discovering that in a secret place yeah. or in a car that That's has a, been sitting in the heat in the heat oh, yeah. not for some hours some days uh, or weeks uh, yeah. it is it sends a rage in you as a father yeah. that when that child is not there you are saying things that you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> of saying yeah, I don't my think kids I ever smaller. left milk in my car. I don't drink milk, first of all. That's yeah. nasty. Yeah, my kids are smaller, so I'll always find some stuff like that. Milk yeah. shakes, yeah, milkshakes, yeah. they leave in the back of my car in the little cup holders that I never look at. Oh. And so they'll be, it'll be like on the door, side door, oh, yeah. with, in the little cup holders. Mm-hmm. And I'll find it like days later. How, like, how old are your kids? My cars how old are your kids? Uh, 12, just turned 12, 9, and 6. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst. Oh, yeah, it's, they're nasty. I backed into the garage one time. That's another good story. He got very mad at me. I can imagine. <laughs> she broke the garage door. It wouldn't close. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a problem. I don't know anyone that's going to be congratulatory after that. Yeah. Well, why, would you ask her, why did she back into the garage? I think you just did. No, 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 no. Okay, there's actually... There's I, actually it, I wouldn't say it's valid, but... So, you know, my little brother, he's seven. At the time, he was probably like four or five, and he had a scooter. He left in the garage in my spot, and I had to, you know, like, do this little thing where I went around it, so I was diagonal in the garage a little bit. Well, I was late going to work. Say again? You were what? I was behind going to work, (laughs) 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 and I went to back up forgetting I was diagonal. I tore that thing up. Mm. Like, it was bad. I I went inside. I was like, <laughs> he was like, "What?" He comes outside. BJ, what the? Why would you? Do? I was like, "Dad," and I'm still late for work, so I'm like yeah, trying yeah. to rush him being mad so yeah. I can leave. Yeah, she, she you should just went straight to work. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you should just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, 
course, of course, the garage. We broke our friendship for 26 minutes. Just kept going at that point. Yeah, and the garage gets fixed the next day, and I'm riding around with a dent in my car for the next like it was a couple months. I drug that thing out. It was a couple, and then finally I was like, I had enough money to be like, Dad, like. If I have half the money, will you go the other half to get my car fixed? He was like, yeah, that's fine. Because he was like, if you come with me with what you're going to hold up to your end of the bargain, like, I'll help you out. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I was, my friends even be like, I don't know it's your car anymore because you don't have that dent in it. I'm like, uh, what? Okay. There's a dimple. There's a dimple. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what, bitch? We need to have you on here more often. I, I learn from the best. You got a great voice. Yeah, you do. Oh, thank you. I agree. All right. Well, good job, Beach. Thanks. Great so. job. All right. Good job, good job. Hey, what do you uh, what do you think about the combine? From from a uh, 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 you know you're a football fanatic, you're a football guy, play mm-hmm. high school ball, mm-hmm. but. Um, what do you see the f- the, the combine? And, and don't short me. I played flag football in Amiras in college. Don't short me now. Hey, listen, I man. apologize. I like, I like five picks. Wreck champ. Wreck yeah, champ. Come on, baby. Well, so hold on, on baby, Y'all didn't don't have don't a short fo- me. Charlotte 49ers. That's my point. We had a intramural flag football. That's my point. We what, had no football team. Did you have girls on the team? No. It was all guys. Oh, see, <laughs> I don't respect it if it don't have girls on it. Why? Because... Co-mingle, brother. It's all about... Co-mingle? Yeah. It's all, yeah, so it's all short, about together. Don't, don't no, short me now. What do you think about uh, just the, the process of the, uh, of the combine? I mean, it's uh, in totality, when you think about the whole draft and this whole process, relatively new. You get a chance to see how fast someone is. Mm. In, in, to, in, in some relation, how strong they are, mm-hmm. um, how high they can jump. So all these intangibles that are that are measured. Measurable I, tangibles, okay. There's like so much that goes into playing football, basketball, whatever sport that are immeasurable mm-hmm. that you don't get a chance to see. So in, in that standpoint, I think it's cool to where, all right, we can see how many times he repped 225. Yeah. We can see how high you your vertical is. And, and those are cool. I'm always of the mindset, like even, and this maybe tails into conversation, mm-hmm. like a lineman running a 40 yard dash. What is that telling me about him? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like he, 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 how many linemen do we see making a 40 yard burst? Hopefully not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> because something went wrong if he is, he, right? Yeah. Every single time something went wrong. He's chasing somebody. Yeah. He's chasing yeah. somebody. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. Or, you know, shuttle drill, right? Yeah. That's very, I would rather see what a lineman does in that because that's more so their movement. So yeah. I'm, I'm more intrigued to hear your perspective of of the combine, what its usefulness is. I, 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 it's up and down. Yeah, I, it, I, I have. I think it's up and down just because of. I think sometimes they put too much emphasis, absolutely, on the combine, and they give a false narrative to people. Right? I don't think the combine helps. It helps some people, and it fills in the gaps of what scouts mm-hmm. may not know, right? You got to think about it. All these colleges, it is physically impossible. COVID, no COVID. Um, scouts, even college scouts are also scouting professional teams, too, for possible free agents. So it's it's a constant scouting department measurables that are constantly moving, right? Yeah. What do you... What, if if you had scouting in UFC, what do you think it would be, and how and how would those numbers equate to a successful UFC fighter? So I I don't think you'd be able to have a combine the way the NFL is a combine. No, I just I just yeah. talk using a combine concept for for UFC fighters. You would have you would have to look at the like their how good they are in competition when mm. it comes to you, if you could look at each art individually. So you look at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, then you look at boxing. So you look what at- would a Jiu Jitsu for UFC look like in a combine? What would you need measurables in that to? I think you would need another guy to to be competing with to yeah. see where someone's at. Like so, when they did the tryouts for the Ultimate Fighter show mm-hmm. back in the day, and I think they still do it, they would have you and another guy do some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Then they would have you, so they'd watch how good you are with the submission and the ground game. And then they would put you on the pads and they'd have some, you know, kickboxing coach hold pads for you. So they kind of get a good idea well, how good your hands for, are. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing for linemen or D-linemen, you know, mm-hmm. swim moves or going yeah. against it. it. Hitting a guy to get around to, to sack the quarterback. Yeah. But do they measure that in the combine? 
They man, they measure everything. What do they me- do? They measure like hands, bit of me- hand you're, speed or no, anything? They, measure, they measure hand size. Yeah. They measure. Uh, they measure. You know, they do EKGs. They do physical measurements yeah. of heart health. You know, wellness. Um, then they measure um, hand size. They measure uh, a wingspan. Mm-hmm. Um, they measure uh, thigh s- size, calf, kneecap. Um, weight, they have you take your shirt off and you're just in shorts and they take a picture of you front and backwards. Um, then there's a write-up on various scouts that have seen you throughout the year. It's a lot of uh, statements that uh, contradict themselves. Uh, doesn't get in and out of breaks, but then one guy says has a th- has has a fifth gear. On the guy says he's missing a third gear. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, a mathematician, but you got to get uh, to get to five. You got to go through three, yeah. right? But yeah. <laughs> then you got your you got your broad jumps. You got your, you got your broad jump, jump 40, vertical jump, 40, bench press, bench press. I didn't bench press. Yeah. Um, so you could just say I'm not doing this one. Or? I just I I just didn't do it. Like, first of all, when are you on your back pushing up somebody? Unless you're getting smashed, yeah. right? Or you're getting mushed. Yeah. I mean, it, the like bench when, press by the design of the of the actual exercise is supposed to measure how strong you are from a core perspective. But yeah. to your point, which I agree with 100%, it doesn't show... Like, there are people who can rep out 225, 35, 40 times. His brother. That's and, right. And didn't play. You know, and then there are guys like I remember uh, Tyron Matthew when he did the bench press. He did it like six times. Mm-hmm. He's a great safety. He, he, pretty, he is, he is, pretty darn good. He is. So, what does it measure at the end of the day? And I'm not saying I'm against it. Again, no. it's it's a it's a barometer of how strong you are, I, but I, it doesn't tell yeah. the whole story. What What's more important though? Like, so you got a guy who's a star college athlete, star college kid, and he he looks like he has all this potential, but then he goes into the combine and he's mediocre. Do we judge some, him on the, some his people performance? Don't test well. Yeah, whether it's like, athletic or academic, yeah. right? Some, some people some, are very smart, but they didn't have a great yeah. SAT score. Or, or some ACT people score. don't handle pressure. You know, right. some people don't. But don't. Yeah, well, you you take a two, three, or four year career mm-hmm. when you have accolades and you have game film and everything going through it, and you condense it down into a one or two day process. You know, I go back to when you ran the forty. I, I know you were a little bit slower than you oh, know. You could have ran. Four, I was four four one. And you know you are faster than that. You've ran faster than that. I've ran. I've ran faster than that at the team facility. So, four three one. That's so, the fastest I've ever run. Right. But realistically, right. And let's use this. If we look at the combine, right, and we look at just pure numbers, John Ross from University of Washington came out. He ran the closest to the second fastest time ever mm-hmm. so fast 4.22 seconds four, I just yes yeah. right mm-hmm. so fast that the Bengals moved up and picked them up think about it when are you gonna ever run that fast yeah how many times in the game are you running a, are you running a nine actually for him yeah. zero <laughs> but I, i'm just saying for the he argument didn't play, he didn't play last i'm just year. saying for the argument or the year measure, before i'm saying for measuring speed like how often are you just running straight line speed in a game? Very, well, so how does it, actually, why is it an indicator? Actually, it's a great indicator. DK Metcalf is a great example uh-huh. of a guy who, he looks like a Greek god. He's unbelievable. So much that he tested off the charts. Bench pressed so much. Oh, wearing crop tops. Great athlete. Crop tops. Oh, no, he, he wears a <laughs> yeah. cutoff shirt. Like, yeah, the dude, if I look like him, remarkable. Remarkable. I'm not joking. <laughs> However, they had this young man at the comp, at the draft because of his measurables. He was a guaranteed first rounder. The way they was talking, he invented the wide receiver position. Am I lying? <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, this brother yeah, gonna make. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's run 22 miles per hour yeah. and tracked down a guy, but yet he didn't get drafted. Ahead of A.J. Brown, who's a pro bowler. Some of these other guys. And I'm not putting them down, but I'm just also saying that D.K. Metcalf, because of his measurables at the combine, he became this superstar that actually, before he even played. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not a superstar, but I'm also saying that he did not he did not invent the wide receiver position. Yeah, they're, yeah. Still, they're still routes to this day. This young man can't run. When the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson need a play, do you think they go to DK Metcalf? 
they go to Tyler Lockett because that man has a PhD in route running. It is no route he cannot run. Now, if you're talking about a push-off slant, a muscle slant, a push-off or a muscle hitch and a go route and a deep post, DK's my guy. But if you want a technician, a surgeon, you need somebody to do some work, <laughs> you better go to Tyler Lockett. <laughs> and Tyler did not have the measurables that DK has because I think at some point there's only scientifically, there's only so many tests you can take. There's so many gray areas you can fill in. You have to be able to know the game inside out and from the head and shoulders because at some point, your athleticism will leave you. So if you were working in the front office, you take off your analyst hat and you were working, you're working in that realm, what would you draw out of scouting combine numbers? Well, it's funny because I go backwards and I look. About three or four years ago, there was a guy, a little Caucasian dude. First name Cooper, last name Cup. I was considered an idiot because I said how good he was. People said Steve's an idiot. What does he know? There hasn't been, I guess, 15, 10, 10 to 12 years ago, there hasn't been a triple crown winner since, 16. since 2000. We, know, six, we in, know the guy. In 16, <laughs> there hasn't been a triple crown winner. And uh -huh. then yet now, Cooper Cup mm -hmm. is triple crown winner. Do just a square mm -hmm. out of Eastern Washington. Who almost gave up football. Thanks for listening to my dad talk a lot. He loves to talk. Uh, just give him a minute and he'll be right back. I love Cut To It. And I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where, where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook. Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers. Questions. Uh, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. CutToItPodcast.com. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. How do you scout out your opponent, Chris? What do you look at? What attributes do you look at outside of what a normal fan, like, oh, man, he's big. He's, he's muscular. Oh, he's, oh, uh, man, you know, he's, his cauliflower ears are a little, is a little <laughs> bit more cauliflower than the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Uh, man, a lot, a lot comes down to each, each situation. So you see how he is in the clinch, which is like an over-under position. And you see the different types of moves he's done in his fights before, and you kind of get an idea of what he's good at, what he's comfortable with, what he's confident in. And then it's either you realize that you he might be better than, than you there or you're better than him there. And then you kind of adjust based on that. And that kind of goes for all the different skill sets. Uh, you watch how how they react to pressure, You how, how their cardio holds up under pressure. Um, if you've seen them break before, you know they have a breaking point. Mm. Um yeah, so those are pretty much the, you know, making a long story short, that's pretty much it. So when you see the combine, how do you apply what you're watching to say that this is going to be a good player? Based on what you're saying, do you have a combine? Do you need one? Or is it better just to see these guys play out in college 
which is unfair for the people who aren't on the big stage, right? So those guys but get see, lost. But see, that's the that's the part. Of, it connects yeah. the dots. It should complement what you already yes. know. Yes, but is but, my theory. But I think sometimes it shortchanges people. How so? Well, think about this. I look at the combine now, and I watch the playoffs. Did you see anything about Debo Samuel's prior to the combine? Or prior to last this year? What Debo, do you mean? Like they're playing Debo Samuel's all the next superstar. They weren't playing Debo Samuel's like seven months ago. No. Nope. But watching them play, mm-hmm. what a, a young man named Debo, first of all, <laughs> right? There's Dabo and then there's Debo. That's my bite point. <laughs> <laughs> the combine helps some of these young guys who are not looked at. But then the guys who actually are looked at, they don't really perform in the combine because they don't want to risk yeah. dropping down two mm-hmm. pegs, right? And two pegs mean he may be between the first, the first and the third. He doesn't test well. Like a uh like a great example, man, third round pick, I think he ended up being the third round. Or Orlando Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. So I was I was I was hard on him. Because he he was not he was out of shape, wasn't prepared. But man, in Baltimore and in Kansas City, man, he covered Lamar and Patrick Mahomes backside. Yeah. But if you look at his testing, he was out of shape, he wasn't prepared, and the combine actually didn't help it. It hurt him mm. because it showed some of the things that the scouting report said about him. family business. Privileged, but just didn't work hard. Mm. And his first year, he didn't. But he worked his way. They got him on a strict diet routine. My man's balling now. So much. I came forward. I saw him Thursday night um, in Baltimore. After the game, walked over and I said, hey, I was down on you. I wanted to tell you I was wrong. And I appreciate you proving me wrong. But I watched him and I seen, I saw he's like, man, six foot seven, 320 pounds. Just didn't have the same work ethic that he has today. Mm-hmm. What's the percentage of uh, like physical to mental and technical in, in the NFL? You think like it? Like is it, it depends you know, on the position. I mean, yeah. you can you could get guys, and I'm not going to mention a name, but you can get a wide receiver or quarterback who athleticism, right? And I'm talking about a guy who played for a very popular team. My man had three routes, bro. A hitch, a slant, and a back shoulder fade jump ball. And when he started to lose his athleticism, his numbers dramatically changed to the point of that very popular American team let him go. Mm. And he hasn't played well ever since. You go to a a quarterback in that same division that wore a green jersey, when his attributes started to go, he looked. So you think it's more just age, though? So, like, these guys, you know, you have the combine, you got the scouts, they have this combine, they get these numbers. So, you think those numbers, which is basically your physical, right, that number only is going to last for a short-term time period. Well, then th- it has to develop into more technical? I, I think it does only last a, sh- a, a short-term because it also has to do with their lifestyle. You know, is a guy partying? Mm. Is a guy taking care of his body? You know, I hate to say it now, what kind of surface is he playing on? You know, the grind of the season. What kind of organization is he in? Is he is a pass happy organization? How much tread is on the tires, right? All of that plays into it, right? Guy like um, uh, Roddy White played with the Atlanta Falcons. Man, talk to Roddy. Man, the last couple of years of his his career, he could play, but he had so much wear and tear on his knee, it blew up, so he couldn't move on to continue to keep playing, even though inside he could, but that knee was holding him back. You know, kind of using a kneecap is kind of necessary to to run routes, right? Yeah, yeah. I was blessed. I played on grass most of the time. So I didn't have that wear and tear. But then when I went to Baltimore, when we had, uh, uh, or if I played on turf, bro, you talking about body hurting? Is that big of a difference between turf and grass? Yeah. Yeah. You know what it'll be like? You wrestle on the octagon. How much is it wrestling, you know, with your kids on grass? Think about it. Yeah. Or on concrete. <laughs> or on a pad. Yeah. yeah. Is that much of a difference? Wow. 
and now you add running, jumping. So it makes you faster, makes you be able to quick be quicker. But as far as injuries and everything like that, it's a nightmare. So think about this. Not as if, forgiving. If I stop running, stop on dime on grass, what gives? If the grass, if 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 I dig too hard, what comes up? Dirt and grass. Yeah. When you do that on turf, what gives? Nothing. Joints. You need <laughs> Them pellets ain't gonna say you. So what are they doing? Do you do you feel like the NFL should have only grass? I I, I think it's the pr- the problem is is every, you're every city is different. Too. Every city sometimes every, the every, every place isn't covered. Yeah, it's it's hard to gotcha. really monitor it. It's hard yeah. to really you know. It's hard to go grow. It's hard to grow natural grass in. Minnesota where Buffalo. it's ne- no Minnesota yeah. where it's negative yeah. ten. Yeah. Mm. That's like the high, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or, or, or t- <laughs> the high on the day. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait till yeah. it gets negative ten. Yeah, yeah. you're right. What you're looking for. Yeah, right. I mean, Fargo, some of those places. Oh yeah, man, negative twenty five, negative thirty. So you you mentioned the emphasis on film when you was referring to Cooper Cup, but what if anything would you change about scouting combine and maybe help draft process overall? Outside of just playing, paying attention, like if is there anything else that you would that you would change or tweak? Well, I think the I think a lot of people don't understand that combine is not a place that actually helps you. Mm-hmm. It's more of a place that mm-hmm. it hurts you. Yeah, they connect the dots and they fill in the blanks. They you know for some people who are unprepared for it, they walk in there thinking like, oh man, I, I'm about to. And man, and you come in there, they poke and prod you, they question you, they ask, you know, what'd you do about this? What about that? What about this? And it's not a place, is it necessary? Yes, but it's not a place where, you, you know, you going through that process and you walk out of the room going, there's sometimes, man, some guys walk out of the room going, that team, that team just tore me apart. Mm-hmm. That team made me feel, you know, most job interviews, you you think you're possibly having a job, man. And sometimes in these situations, you come in there going, man, I think I bombed that one. Yeah. Because they, they're connecting the dots. Like, man, you go through the draft process or the combine process, man, they ask you for your social security number, they do a credit check on you. Like, yeah, they're looking for weaknesses more yes. than they're looking for strengths, which Correct. is crazy. Yeah, they're yes. looking to break you down. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I never door of it that way. Which yeah, is with, that, with these guys going to combine that you know, they're ready, they're so excited to show their and best they attributes. Be. Yeah. But at the end they but, have to remember they're actually there to fish around for your most you know, your biggest weaknesses that you might not even know about yourself. Correct. Well, I think there's more people I agree with you. I think there's more people hurt by it than helped by it. Um and one thing we've been talking, you know, twenty, twenty five minutes is one thing we haven't even brought up, and that's from the league side, the money. I mean, you got to think about it. You go back to when you were playing. It it wasn't on ABC, ESPN, main, t- you know, eight p.m. on a Saturday night where people are trying to watch it. Now it's become an event. Yep. People are going there. It's always in Indy. I mean, how yeah. much money is assigned it's to that? Started to become an event now. from all the spon- from all the sponsors. So, but then even rewind before that. What do you see with a lot of the main guys when they go into their bowl games? If it's not for a national championship, man, I'm sitting out. I'm getting ready for the combine. Yeah. So it's well, you've had also had guys get injured. Yeah, that that that's really, I I struggle with that because I can understand and see, but then it's also another opportunity to go against top flight uh, competition, mm-hmm. in which you get to prove, and maybe show, he can play right because when I I, I was invited to the Shrine Game, back in the day, and. The re- only reason I was invited to the Shrine Game because there's a guy from Kansas named Quincy Morgan, Kansas State, that decided he doesn't want to go. So they called me up and said, hey, you want to come? Gil Brandt, mm-hmm. you want to come? I said, heck yeah. I was already going to the Hula Bowl because I didn't get invited to the uh, Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go. So I went out there, man, and, I, and I'm running routes, and we do one-on-ones, mm-hmm. right? And I'm a, you know, I'm a kid, you know, and I knew my coach, Fred, was like, do not run a go route. Yeah. Run other routes. And I'm also going against guys like from, at the time, was it Big 12, Texas, right? I'm going against guys like that, and, and them do, all they want to do is come up and jam you. Man, I get out there, and I'm I'm. 176, like after Thanksgiving, right? I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> 
And man, they come up and some dude, this dude jammed the snot out of me. Like, pow! And I'm playing against, in college, I was playing against Air Force, Wyoming, Colorado State, San Diego State, not 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 well known, yeah. you know, yeah. big time athletes. And I was not prepared because I was used to going against guys who can play a scheme, not, you know, be handsy. So he jammed the snot out of me, couldn't get off the jam. Mm-hmm. So I rolled back up. Let's go again, dog. This is my, I'm, I'm on a job interview. So we rolled back up. I mean, I, I didn't get off the line. I'm like mm-hmm. five steps, and then I'm back. I'm let's go again. So I showed the scouts one. I ain't I ain't scared. Yeah. And I go against it, and I go, and of course, I ain't gonna give him no, I'm not gonna give him no go route because Fred is telling me, you gotta show you can run routes. They already question you because Utah's not considered a big school. We were, we were we were the whack that just moved up to the Mountain West. Bang. I give him that two-step rocker. <laughs> And go. And I showed that I had the ability. I wasn't going to back down, but I had the ability to adapt. Mm. Right? And I showed that. But without that game and practice, I was able to show that what the combine can't do. The combine can't test your will, mm. your willingness to, to, to be backed up into a corner. How, how do you, are you a fight or flight type of person? Mm-hmm. There is no machine. There is no – you can write a test. They even have tests, man. They got like – the the Giants had a test at the time, 350 questions, 325 questions. Are you a feline, alley cat? <laughs> Are you serious? This serious, right? Do you consider yourself a coyote or a dog? Yeah. All these crazy questions. I said, first of all, I ain't trying to go to the Giants. <laughs> I did about 25 questions, and I walked out, bro. I was done. Really? Were they doing like the kind of stuff like this? We're giving you options on route running. Like, what would you do in this no, situation? Of course not. No, that would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> because weird. and but so, now some teams have adapted military testing to know your fortitude, mm. right? To know how he ha- how's this person handle stuff. So it's it's become very good. But then now you have kids who are going to IMG, all these different ones, where now they are training. And mentally and physically prepped for this because it's a business. Yeah. And so guys can test well, right? And with all these big firms, and then go out there in the Cooper Cups, though. Like nobody had Cooper Cup on their radar. If they did, the Los Angeles Rams wouldn't have waited to the third round. Someone else who picked in front of them would have picked him. So outside like a Cooper Cup, then who who are the winners? Because we've also we've almost had two parallels. It's the the guys who are highly ranked. It may not be in their best interest to go to the combine, but then you have someone who sounds like if you're kind of on the bubble and then you don't do well, that can hurt you. So yeah. who are the who are the winners from a team side and from a player side? I think the 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 winners are the teams who actually have a system in which they're able to figure out and decipher testing. And the eye test, mm-hmm. right? To be able to go, okay, this kid may not test well because of the circumstances, but we have enough film to see him have seen him play well enough that he's shown us that he can play on the big stage. Yeah. Mm. Right? Or one of the glaring things that I think people don't like to talk about is how is that young man going to handle getting all this money? See, there's no test for ignorance. <laughs> there's no test for stupidity. There's no test for uh, instant fame. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, 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 what's the kid that was with the Vegas Raiders? Rugs. Oh, yeah, Rugs. Rugs, right? It's a good kid. It's a kid who one of his best friends died from a um, drunk driver. He made yeah. one bad choice that cost a lot of people a ramification, cost a woman and her dog and some family members their life. But let's go backwards. There's no test to say, hey, how is this kid going to screw up a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? It goes back to where we started. It doesn't measure the intangibles. It, it can. But we put so many – we we put so much stock into it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you – it sounds like the, we've got the winners, but the, the biggest losers of this whole thing is 
kids that are athletic and very good football players, they're, but they're on smaller schools. They're not in the limelight, but they also don't test well in the combine. Mm. Those guys. Well, you also could test poorly because the, the scout or the coach that's running a drill isn't very good either. Right? I've seen some coaches, especially wide receivers, they make them break down and run in a route completely and then restart. That kid is not going to mm-hmm. be fluid. Mm-hmm. And first of all, who runs full speed, stops, slops, decelerates completely, and then starts back up? That's not efficient. Mm-hmm. That's not a good route anyway. But that's what happens. What I benefit from going to the combine, which I go every year, is talking to the teams, understanding what is their purpose, their why, what do they consider a good player, right? And also connect the dots. Do some of these coaches know what they're doing? Hmm. Some of these coaches have no idea. Man, there's a coach, I'm not going to name name. He was on, he introduced himself as a guy that coached someone I knew, very good player. And he gets accolades as coaching that player, go to another team, been there, go to another team, and then both people, the individual he named dropped, I asked him about it, he goes, bro, he did not coach me. He was just sitting there. <laughs> then he goes to another team. He's out of there after a year because he goes to another team, and I asked somebody else about him, and he goes, yeah, he wasn't a very good coach. Hmm. And he's, is this a head coach or is this like- – This is a position coach yeah. because when a position player – when if I when I go to Pro Bowl, I was a five time Pro Bowler. Flex. No, I <laughs> got it. Chris, I see it, man. My man. So all of that, someone had coached me, and that coach gets in his book. Yeah, He's helped yeah. Steve Smith become Pro Bowler this year. There's probably about three or four coaches that right now. Tyke Tobert, he's one of those guys. Fred Graves, one of those guys. Uh, Bobby Ingram, who's the offense coordinator now, with the, uh, just got a hire at the uh, offense coordinator for West, University of Wisconsin. Um, Ricky Pro, man, some outstanding coaches. Uh, one of my coaches back in junior college, Mark Payne's good buddy of mine. Other than that, some and, and Richard Williamson, right, challenger. There's some other coaches, man. I'm not gonna say they were. They're not. They weren't bad, but they're right. They didn't change you. They didn't oh, make you no. better. Like you didn't see like they 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 were status quo. Yeah. They they didn't they didn't help me. Mm-hmm. They didn't hurt me. The information they gave me was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll take a note. All right, <laughs> cool. But that's the thing though, in the NFL, you that's a, the difference with fighting is you you don't hire your coaches on the team, right? They're mm-hmm. they're hired for you. So yes. you're just they get to put you on their resume without you actually saying they should be on the resume. Yes. Yeah. That's that's different. Like yeah. so, I get to every camp. I could choose a different coach if I want to. Yeah. yeah. So there's no lying about. Okay, I worked with him this fight or or didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. get some coaches that like they were all right. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say he was bad, but I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah. man, he made a huge difference in my life. Yeah. I'm like, man, that dude was all right. Yeah. He he corrected me and you know helped me, but there were times like Ricky Pro was one of those coaches, right? He was assistant coach with Fred Graves. He was on there. But Ricky also played. So Ricky would tell me things as a player that when he became assistant coach, I would go to him. There was one time, man, me and Ricky, he was a coach. Me and Ricky got in a heated argument. I said, Rick, I respect you too much. I'm walking away. Hmm. <laughs> that was so mature of you. <laughs> I was like, and he was like, good, I'm glad. That's right? hysterical. But because he wanted me to do something. I'll try my best to do it. But I'll just have it. I just was losing that day. Mm-hmm. And it was, you can't, sometimes when you're losing, you your coach could tell you, hey, just do this. You'd be like, yeah, I know. I'm trying. But at, like for UFC, I'm trying to come in there. And that left hand just keep bopping me in my mouth. So I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Usually you know what you're doing wrong. Yes, it's, but you he fix just it. Nobody he, wants to fix it more than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you want to like, fix yeah, it. Oh yeah, I'm about tense is two piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I wanted today. That's what I, yeah. I forgot about the one two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And it just is crazy, right? And then there's sometimes some coaches who, uh, there's some coaches, man, that just do the bare minimum. Right, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but they 
they're in a position of authority in which they're only there because they paid their dues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they already made it. They 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 were they were the like uh the the general manager for the Giants, Joe. Love him. Man, in my career, he used to hold up the white uh white eraser board and hold up the plays and I used to snatch the uh the script from him so he couldn't know what the next play was. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be a head coach, but he to the general manager, but he paid his dues. Now, the other part, though, is he knows what a football player and the tangibles as from what he was taught. Sometimes I can look at a football player and say, he'll be okay. Or "Mm, he's missing something. I don't need to be trained because I also know what a good football player, what some of the things he does, especially if I watch his movement. I've been able to watch. I can watch players and go, Here's what he does. Here was here's what he needs to work on. All that stuff. But for some reason, if you're a former player, you get deemed a hater. You get deemed um, jealous. Mm-hmm. And 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 so people are like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And not everybody is, you know, not every coach or former player has the ability to have a keen eye. But I watch enough film to kind of know, like. Mm. Can he be a good player? Possibly. Like uh, somebody asked me one time and they said, if Juju Smith-Schuster, could he have the same impact in our offense that he had his first couple of years in Pittsburgh? And my response was, yeah, he could if y'all ran that type of offense. And they were like, hmm, good assessment. The type of offense they ran does not apply to allowing Juju to be where he is. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place your spot is out there find your frontier in the 2023 nissan frontier with standard 310 horsepower advanced tech and 281 pound feet of torque at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So what are you looking for right now as you get ready to go to the combine? What are you looking for? What's top of mind for you? Top of mind for me, um, as I watch their film, I go, one, for quarterbacks, ball control. How do they place the ball in a short area? How do they, you know, what kind of velocity? Then for receivers, ball play, uh, hand placement, feet. Try to watch some of the routes that they're running, right? understanding that part of what they're doing is they're hamstring a little bit depending on the type of receiver that is running the, the drill and what they're emphasizing. The other part is you never know what guys, how they handle pressure. You know, I remember I first couple of years being on the big stage at Utah, I played Washington. I ran a deep post. I remember they threw it to me because Chris, uh, so I was at the, I, when I was at the, uh, at the, Rose Bowl, I went into uh, went on the other side of the stadium, man, and there's a dude named Chris uh, Christensen, uh, and his brother Mike. I used to call him Peg Leg, um, just because he all his back leg would always drag. Man, I ain't seen these dudes in, since I went to the league twenty years. And man, I remember Chris Chris Christensen, Mike's older brother. Man, I was behind him. There was Cliff Russell, Chris Christensen, and then there was me, uh, Boo Bendinger, 
and then there was me. Man, Christian went out, and I was scared. Mm. I mean, I ain't never, other than the airplane I got to Utah, first of all, we got to Washington, and I had a headache from the altitude, from getting on the airplane, holding my breath, and the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I, I got off the flight and threw up immediately, Damn. right? And then I remember Christian got hurt, and I ran a deep post, and uh, Darnell Arsenal threw the pass. Man, I sure on that damn pass. I was so nervous. I, I didn't know to dive. Then I couldn't dive because if I dived, then uh, I felt like I had to fart. And then I was scared <laughs> if I farted, I was going to dookie on myself. Yeah, short. Like, bro, I was so scared because yeah. I just, I'm a kid from LA that wanted this opportunity, but I was also from junior college. Hmm. And I was the guy now. I was the number two or number three, and I was so nervous. Man, and I had practice that whole week. We played against Las Vegas. John Robinson was the head coach. And we played against Vegas. Your boy showed out. Mm. Man, I had like five catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns, still doing punt and kickoff return. My career started to ascend after that. If Chris Christian never had got hurt, bro, I probably would have never made it. Right? Was that the hardest part of – of your story going from junior college to, to D1 or going from D1 to NFL because you came from a small school still. My biggest like, part of my story was confidence. Yeah, how did you get the confidence coming from a smaller, smaller schools? Like going against these big school dudes that I, you don't know how you really, you know, able to compete with them. All of that time by myself. Right. I didn't work out with the team in college. I worked for a moving company because I was on scholarship. So that in the summertime is the only time. So I worked in a moving company. That's how I lifted weights. That's how I maintained my strength. I wasn't a naturally big guy. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and then I just, I, I worked on everything. Quick story. I was so scared of being hit. Because when I played Pop Warner, when I was, uh, we played Jesse Owens' team. I was an L.A. sheriff. We played at Lock High School. And I'm playing, and I played D.N. and running back. And one of the quarterbacks tried to scramble out of the pocket and tried to leap over me. And I and I lunged at him. He flipped and broke his arm. Hmm. And they had to take me out of the game because they wanted to, you know, this just black community. They wanted to, oh, we gonna we gonna beat his blankety blank. I mean, I was scared. I was scared. Right? I broke the kid's arm, wasn't intent. I was just trying to do my job. And I just remember that so to go to high school you remember nutcrackers you got to do nutcrackers nutcrackers is uh there's a defend there's a tackler and a ball carrier oh he's called oklahoma yes yeah you you just lay down yes yeah yeah and they blow the whistle yeah and then you get up you gotta hit them yeah we ain't calling nutcracker i don't know i know you're you talking about scared yeah (laughs) That's all. That's always the first one in like Pop Warner. That's that's Bro. the one that uh that and Bull in the Ring. You been Bull in the Ring? We didn't do Bull in the Ring. That and Bull in the Ring is the one that that'll make a Which man. Which one's out that? Of What's Bull, Bull in the Ring? Bull. Is all the players? Yeah, we didn't around. we didn't do that. I mean, we were to, too you're young. You're in the middle. You had to chop your feet, and you don't know who's coming. Who's coming, coming to hit you? Yeah. So so my my head coach and Pop my head coach at uh J, Junior or Varsity uh, JV was Mark Yeriyamo. He has us go my freshman year, bro, and I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing number 82. No swag. <laughs> no swag. <laughs> no swag. <laughs> and so they blow the whistle, and I I get up so ginger, right? <laughs> ginger. And so from that point on, I remember that next year, after the season, all that stuff, I was so scared. I just would practice. I practice as a tackler, and I practice as a as the ball carrier. That next summer, blew the whistle. My man gets up. I'm the ball carrier. What ha- What do you think happens? You truck him. Bro, I got up so damn quick. <laughs> the defender was still on his knees. Yeah. Ran him scot over. Uh-huh. I love it. I didn't. <laughs> because it was just, I, I practiced out of fear. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's just kind of how I built it. And, I, and from that point on, I never, to this day, even as a uh, when I became a professional, I never trained with anybody as a group. Always trained by myself. So when the when they were doing it, how would you not participate? Go with Jed. 
You would just bounce. Yeah, but when you were up and coming, you didn't have that right or authority or power to walk away. Summer jobs. <laughs> you just you just bounce, and it was I'm all not on purpose. Be there. Huh? That's I'm crazy. just not gonna be here. How about regular I'm practice? Not, I'm not participating. That's hysterical. Summer job, and then when once training, you know, once training camp and all that stuff come, I was ready. Man, when I had a summer job, bro, I used to ride my bike from 21, 29 and a half Cambridge to Figueroa. I was working at the county office. I ride my bike all the way there and back and try to beat the bus <laughs> riding it. And you were doing it because you thought it was going to give you a leg up on all your Well, one, it was, ac- it, it was economically sound, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because uh, I can't. Yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, because after that, I had to catch the bus to go to practice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have money and I was working. So I had to, I didn't, I didn't come to any offseason training in high school, in college, and in the NFL. I only came when I was mandatory. And when I came, you better be in shape. Mm-hmm. And that's where I used to train with Jed. That's awesome. That's good. And yeah. I just did it. And so in college, I trained by the moving company. So what? Yeah, you're doing these move. You're doing the moving, and you know, you were confident this is making you stronger than the other Bro, guys. Bro, try to move a file cabinet, <laughs> yeah. helping with right. a couch, I right? And I'm and I'm with dudes that got pen. You know, been in a pen. I've got dudes. They got that old man strength. They got too. the old man strength. So I'm moving. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you gonna play ball? You better live up. Yeah, to, five, you, you, you better live up. To he this might be couch. five six one fifty, yeah. but he can live. <laughs> yeah. Right? I think I think, but I also think there is a part of that that is placebo effect, and I mean that. And I think that Uh-oh. I think because you think it's going, it's it's making you stronger. No, it and did. It's giving you a leg up. I'm going to say it's making you stronger. It made me. Fu- but if you didn't think it was making you stronger, here's what I don't it, think it would. Here's make what it that it, big of a here's what it did. It you know made what I'm me. Mm-hmm. It made I me what functionally <laughs> strong. I agree. Right, like yeah. you can do. There were guys that I played against that can bench press. 250, 225, 25 times. But then they come up and try to tackle me, and I would stiff arm them and mush them to the ground. And it goes yeah. back to the whole conversation around the combine. Yeah, you strong, but you may not be functionally strong. But, but how much? But I don't know the, the how much of that is his tenacity and his will. It's I'm both. gonna outwill it's, it's, you. It's, it's both. both. He's because you strong. But is this? But is this? Is it? Is he still stronger than you? No. Is he still? If there was a he test need where to be, you at could, that point in time, he doesn't necessarily I, I, need to be. I know that, but yeah. how do you measure the will and that tenacity? Here's how you measure: it. If me and you are going at it in football, and you grab me and I grab you, and I dump you, then you lost, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a win in the. But I'm saying a, I'm saying in the combine, so you have the testing because we're we're trying to see who's who's stronger. So we're doing the bench press and. But you, but think about it: you're not laying on your back on a bench. I agree. No, you're running, and 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 as as one of my great coaches that I love, Richard Williams said, "You cattywampus, you mm-hmm. you catch a pass, and your right foot is here, your left foot is 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 so many degrees to the other side, and you catch it this way, you turn around, and there's a defender that come to you, you no longer matter. that bench press is non effective. Yeah." And you got the right you shuttle got the, drill. Don't matter what you're in. You got drill. the ball in your right hand and this defender's coming up with you and you got your left hand and I'm right hand dominant but I also function with my left hand Fred Graves had me at Z which is right hand dominant I used to fumble a lot so he put me at X because when I if you look at the stuff I would run with the ball in either hand but now I do some boxing and guess what I am Naturally, softball. Oh. I should not be a softball. I'm actually more comfortable boxing softball. But when we sparring, guess what I can do? Switch stance. Oh, yeah. As soon as he starts to time me up, I switch on the right. Yeah. And then when he gets the right, I switch on the left. That's smart. That's that's high-level fighting right there. But – the measurables would say there's no way I could be Southpaw. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, so there's no way to measure it. There's no way to measure it. That's why I think some to some degree, testing can be flawed. So you can't always put everybody in us in, in in that box. 
What does science say about us? Abnormal. Yeah. Right? Manuk Bowl, abnormal. Right? Uh, Derrick Henry, abnormal. Ain't no man that mammoth should be running that <laughs> speed and stopping. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing in fighting, man. Like, yeah. you can't you can't really measure it. No. Um, it's impossible. The feel, the feel when you're in there with somebody, like, who's really more confident in these situations? You know, again, like problem that, that solves tenacity, better. Will, yeah. Who doesn't get antsy or yeah. anxiety? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Learning how to deal with that anxiety and, and not getting, you know, not overthinking. Who, who learns? Who learns with 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 visuals? Audible? Mm. Like you were saying, with when you're southpaw and you feel like this orthodox fighter is this boxer or whatever is starting to pick up on your your southpaw, right? You're like mm. you're crushing him in the first thirty seconds. Now all of a sudden, like he's coming over your jab and he's clicking you. So now you're able to see that and now make that decision. All right, let me switch over to this way mm. and go orthodox and see how he how he deals with that. Mm. And you're really just trying to figure out what is making this person more uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you want to stick with that. And I think it probably still go and you can't but you can't measure someone's ability to be able to change and adjust on the fly like that. Bro, you we know? were doing the boxing for the last month. Oh yeah? And he's like, You're a southpaw. Because I was I was struggling right hand. I was like, he was he said, What are you? Because I wear my watch on my right hand. The reason I wrote my watch on my right hand, when I was a young boy, I broke my fingers and I could not move. I couldn't use my I, my right hand. I could not use my right hand for like two months. Hmm. And so you're predominantly righty on most things other than like now when you're boxing. And football wise, you always led with your left leg forward or right leg forward? Uh, I'm actually X. Yeah, it depends on where you line up. Yeah, it depends on where I line oh, up. Oh, okay. What do you feel you get more, like if you were running the 40 yard dash, you getting like right leg forward. Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. That, <laughs> but that's the thing. In boxing, he was like, "Why are you struggling?" And then he said, "Switch real quick." He goes, "You're southpaw." Yeah. But snowboarding, I'm goofy, goofy footed. Hmm. What is that? Does that mean that's right left, legs forward or left left leg? left leg? Okay. Yeah, I'm different too with that. Like I'm everything. I'm righty, but I wrestle lefty. See. So my left leg was always forward. Which happens to be good for fighting because if you're a righty, your right hand's stronger. Your left leg wants to be in the front, which is good yeah. because with wrestling, you you know it wasn't that hard of a. That, that's one thing that people forget. Like when a wrestler comes into fighting, they usually have their right leg forward their whole career wrestling. They're in the wrestling stands. Righties have their right leg forward, but when you box and you fight, you're gonna it's have to put that. It's you have opposite. to do the opposite. Yep. So now you have to learn how to shoot with the leg that you're not used to shooting with your entire life. So it's a lot of you know, a lot of uh, breaking habits and stuff. Yeah. I didn't have to go through that because I happened to wrestle lefty my whole life, but also I'm a righty. Just weird. And worked out. Are you starting, are you thinking about doing a celebrity boxing match? First of all, you hit me, <laughs> I'm going to hit your ass back. <laughs> ring or no ring. You're allowed to. No You're allowed Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of works that way. That's why you can put the gloves on. <laughs> no, bell or no bell. Hit me. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> back. No, I just, I just really just switch up cardio. I get bored with mm-hmm. cardio. Yeah. And I, I took like a this hiatus. I was like, nah. So I've been doing it just more of just to handle, get myself, get my heart rate going. Yeah. Like, I, it's so much better than like treadmill. I, but I say I'd still do that though. You still, so you don't mind doing that stuff? No. All right. That's good. Yeah. Double so I, it just, it gives me something else. Good. To do. Yeah. I'll be doing that for the rest of my life. Because what? It's just boxing yeah. and kickboxing. Just, I'm not even talking about sparring with people, yeah. but just hitting the pants. Well, see, I'm just doing it with, the, with my guy. I'm not yeah. necessarily yeah. like. We're not. Yeah, just for staying in shape, keeping yes. you know your hands sharp. Yeah, it's 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 good. You could do it forever. It's not like pounding on your joints. You're Correct. not like getting hurt. So, like I'm not interested. You hit me, I'm gonna go to the car and come back. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do. <laughs> I believe he just threatened us. Right, we're gonna end, cut it out right now. Uh, it's been a great episode. All right, uh, Chris, please uh, sue us. Well, hey man, appreciate your time, man. So uh, you know that's. That's our summarization of uh, of the combine. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Steve Smith Sr. Gerard Littlejohn. Chris Weidman. Backstage Joe. Thanks for listening to it. Cut to it. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut to It.
Cut to It with Steve Smith Sr., that is me, is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Labreck, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.